Let's continue our conversation here. I want to look at central bank activity. Octavio Morenzi is with us, CEO of Optimus. Let's talk about the ECB. Octavio, nice to see you. Thanks for being here. We, we heard from the ECB this morning announcing it will be raising rates in July for the first time in 11 years, unchanged today, but giving us the look um, for July. So what does this mean for European stocks? There was concern that the, Europe would go into a recession for the U.S. Well, I, I think, first of all, it's a bit unusual, a bit weird, actually, for the ECB to announce they're going to raise the interest rates at the next meeting and not this meeting. So that's kind of unusual for it to behave that way. Most central banks say this is what we're doing with interest rates today. They don't sort of pre-announce the next meeting's decision before they even met. So that, that's a bit unusual. Uh, and who knows whether they'll really stick to 25 basis point increase. They might have to increase it further. But I think what's important here is that the European inflation rate and the US inflation rate are sort of converging, sort of somewhere the number north of 8%. In some parts of the European Union, they're above 10% now, uh, looking pretty bad. Uh, in other countries, a bit better. But so overall, the inflation rates are kind of the same, uh, and the ECB is being forced to, to act. I don't think, however, a 25 basis point increase from basically from 0%. You have to remember that the European interest rate is at zero and has been at zero for years. An increase from 0% to 0.25% is going to get inflation under control. They're going to be much, much more assertive than that to make it happen. And that's going to be really bad for the bond markets and for the equity markets and for housing markets and all sorts of other markets. So here, the, the European Central Bank is a bit behind the Fed, a few months behind the Fed. Uh, I think they're going to have to catch up. They were much more aggressive in terms of suppressing interest rates, and so now they're going to have that rebound. Are they limited in how much they really can do? I mean, you mentioned 25 basis points versus 50 basis points. Um, it's very evident to us that the Fed here in the States plans to do 50 and 50 at the two next meetings. Um, is, you know, are the other central banks, the ECB and others, um, are they sort of limited in how much they can do? As, as you said, it's very weird that they didn't just do it today. Instead, they sort of gave us the looking glass into July's meeting. 25 basis points. Yeah, exactly. Points. I mean, right? I mean, they could have done 25 basis points. They could have, they could have, they should have probably, but they didn't. And and who knows what happens between now and the July meeting? I mean, we've been talking about the situation in Ukraine. Perhaps things worsen there or right. change or something else happens. Uh, and so pre-announcing your decisions like that has little meaning. You, you have to make a decision based on the facts on the ground at the time you make that decision. You don't do that the month ahead of time. So that's that's kind of a, a, a weird thing. But, but I think that's a minor point. But I think the important point is that uh, interest rates in Europe have been so low. In fact, uh, on, on a whole bunch of government bonds with negative interest rates for the, for the best part of two or three years. Uh, I, I could never get my head around negative interest rates as a concept, but there we have it. That's how aggressive right. they were in terms of the monetary expansion. Um, and so that's going to come back to haunt them now, coming back as a boomerang in the form of inflation, and they're going to have to deal with it much more assertively than, than 25 basis points. Now, you, you ask, are they constrained in terms of what they can do? Probably, yes, they are, in the sense that they know that if they increase interest rates now, that all sorts of sectors in the economy have become dependent on those really low interest rates, and they'll fall apart. So any kind of business that relies on this ultra-low financing now is going to struggle. And so it's going to push yeah. Europe into recession, uh, and I think it's going to be ugly. Interesting. Okay. So at this point now, I saw you were talking about cash and that cash may be the very best place to sit and park your money, even if inflation takes a bite out of it. I mean, you wouldn't put any cash to work. I'm sure you would. But what would you do here? What's the strategy? 
Well, I, I suppose you, you could at this stage, and it's it maybe a bit late to, to employ this, actually start to look at sort of short funds or ETFs that basically short bond funds and things of that sort. Uh, not short duration funds, but basically are short in government bonds and other bonds, uh, because I do expect those interest rates to carry on rising. But that's a bold move. I wouldn't recommend that for everyone. I'd be careful about doing that. That's a, that's a high risk move to take. But it does look like interest rates are going to carry on creeping up and have to creep up. I mean, the 10-year bond, the German government bond, is still trading at only 1.4% yield. So that has a lot of uh, ways to go up. And as, as interest rates go up, of course, the bond is going to get crushed. Um, and so I think that would be a, a, a bet to take, is that markets are going to carry on going down, and bonds in particular are going to go on a downward spiral, because the ECB is going to have to increase interest rates more than a quarter of a percent. Uh, that's just kind of as a sort of homeopathic dosages that they're, they're doing there. It's not going to heal any patient at all. Right. And what about these ETFs that short bonds? Well, there's a bunch out there, and and I think you should have a look at them individually in terms of what's what's contained within them. But basically, they're betting on interest rates going up, uh, and so they're sort of taking the opposite from a, a a typical bond fund. So there's a possibility of taking advantage of interest rates going up if you believe that's what's going to happen. Uh, I personally do think it's going to happen, but it's not necessarily a strategy I'd re recommend to everyone to follow. But I would look at that carefully as a possibility is park some money in there, betting on interest rates keep going up. So when people say to you about a recession, do you think we're in one now? Does it matter? I think we're. We probably are in a recession. If you look at the markets, it really does feel like we've been in a recession for several months now, probably half a year already. Um, I think in the broader economy, probably we're getting very, very close to that. And we might have even crossed that threshold at this stage. So it's very hard for the whole market to carry on functioning uh, as these interest rates bounce around, as we have this pressure of inflation really uh, wrecking havoc on things. So it becomes very, very difficult to plan. It becomes very difficult to assess what consumer demand is going to be for different products and services. It becomes a very challenging time. So all those things are going to add up and it'll be very tough for businesses to be profitable and carry moving in the right direction. So yeah, I think in all likelihood, we probably are in a recession already. Uh, uh, and if not, we are about to be in one shortly. Mm, Octavio Morenzi, nice to see you always. Thank you very much. CEO of Optimus. Thank you, Nicole.